You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us this week is Scott Yeager. Scott, of course, is NCBA's Chief Environmental Counsel. Scott, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, Ed. All right, Scott, it's been a while since we talked. Um, We've been talking COVID uh, for the most part over the last three months. We've done a few other updates as things have happened um, the past few weeks. And something happened this week. Uh, on the the WOTUS front. Um, Of course, it's not really known as WOTUS, Waters of the United States anymore. That was repealed um, and replaced with the Navigable Waters Protection Rule. Um, Tell us what happened this week on on the WOTUS 2.0 slash Navigable Waters Protection Rule this week, Scott. Well, we had big news on Monday with the rule becoming effective law. And that means that the Navigable Waters Protection Rule is now effective in every state in the United States, except for the state of Colorado, where Judge Martinez issued a stay of the rule on Friday. Okay, so what does that mean for, let's just start with the, let's start with folks in 49 of the 50 states. What does that mean for them? Is this, and and I've done so many podcasts with you over the years, and we said, well, we're not really done, we're not really done. Are we done in 49 states? Is this a done deal? Is this something, a law that is governing the operation of, uh, of, of agricultural producers around the country now? It's a done deal. So as of June 22nd, Navigable Waters Protection Rule is effective law in 49 states. So that means that is the rule that is on the books and is being implemented on the ground as of Monday. And you're absolutely right. There has been so many steps to this administrative process and every step it seems like we're one step closer, but does that mean that we can start acting accordingly? And and this is the point now where people can start um, complying with the new law, meaning that uh, the new Trump rule is in place. It means that there is restricted uh, federal jurisdiction under the Clean Water Act by virtue of pulling out those unnecessary waters and that pulling back the overreach and providing some additional exclusions for farmers and ranchers. So that's now effective in every state except Colorado. So we're there. That's the last step in the process. It's a done deal. Go out there and enjoy the new Trump water rule because it's in your backyard now. Unless you're if you're in Colorado, in which case it's been stayed by Judge Martinez. And what does that mean for folks in Colorado? So that means for folks in Colorado that instead of the NWPR, that's what we call the Navigable Waters Protection Rule, instead of that being in play, um, the judge has stayed that, meaning put it on hold, and that means that in the state of Colorado, they are relying on the 1987 WOTUS definition and the um, and the guidances that have been put in place since then. And the reason, here's an interesting piece, the reason that it went back to the 87 regulations is because the 2015 rule was repealed through a separate rulemaking. So instead of Colorado reverting back to the Obama rule, they actually went a step back beyond that because Obama's rule was appealed, repealed, so it went back to the 87 rules and guidance. Okay, so now if folks don't necessarily know how, you know, how the new rule applies to them um, or their particular um, place on the planet. Um, how can they find out like what they need to do and, and what, you know, what steps they need to take in, in the real world? Because this is a very complicated rule. The old one was complicated. This one's complicated. There's really a lot of sort of gray area and questions uh, in this, in this uh, piece of the law. There is one really big clear area of this new rule, and that is if you had an ephemeral feature on your property, that is not under federal control anymore. 
An ephemeral feature is a waterway that conveys water from a rainstorm or a snowmelt or another precipitation event. So if you have a feature on your property that's only conveying water after a storm event, that is no longer under the federal government's control. And that was a huge um, shift and a huge win on this new rule. Um, so that is clear. So you can count those out if you got those on your property. Now, when you get past that, it does get a little more granular. It gets a little more, more technical. And um, that's an area where you're going to have to take a close examination of the new rule and understand better what may or may not be a, a federal water. Certainly things like oceans and territorial seas are, are WOTUSes. So if you've got the ocean in your backyard, that's a WOTUS. Now, if you've got a major river that has barges on it and transporting containers, that's clearly a traditionally navigable water. That is a WOTUS. Now, when you get upstream of those big features, that's when it starts getting more, a little more, more complicated. So if you've got a ranch property and there are some small features on it that you're not sure if, it, if, if it's just moving water during a rain event or after a rain event, or maybe it's more than that. Those are the situations that are going to be more tricky, going to be more technical, where you're going to have to take a closer look at it and perhaps reach out to your local Cattlemen's Association to get guidance on, on how to go about uh, working that piece of your, your land. I thought you were going to give out your cell phone number and tell people to call you anytime, day or night, weekend. Don't call me. Don't call me. I'm done talking about WOTUS. We're going to put this in the, uh, the, 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 the book and we're going to close that book and then I'm never going to talk about WOTUS again. But actually, to be, to be, I was joking there. But seriously, if people want to call me and talk about features on their property, I have done that a lot over the past six years at NCBA, and I'm happy to continue having that dialogue. So feel free to reach out to me, give me a call, shoot me an email, um, and uh, we can have that conversation. Yeah, if there's one thing that I've learned in uh, 20-something years of politics, and there are many times when you think, I'm never talking about this issue again, like that is done it never ends. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I naively thought when the Trump administration came on board that we were going to be done with this, but the case in point is now it's in court. So it is now effective law, but it's being challenged by a multitude of environmental groups in blue states. And that's where we find ourselves today um, defending the Trump administration's rule in various courts throughout the United States. Yeah. And I guess, uh, I mean, as, a, as an attorney, I think that's good for you because it, it kind of is very good job security. <laughs> There's never an end to the litigation that's out there. But Scott, um, thank you very much for all your hard work on this. Good job on, on getting this across the finish line. Um, and just thanks for joining us on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. And of course, as, as these major milestones keep happening, I'm happy to report back on where we're at in the courts. This is going to go to the Supreme Court. We all know that. And then, um, and then once the Supreme Court considers it, I think, uh, I think it'll be a done deal. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Ed. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online at policy.ncba.org and follow us on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.